Coming up on podcast 1635, the Lotus Electra Super SUV arrives with a super large price tag. Stick around, I'll tell you more. Also on the podcast today, Tesla doubling Model Y output. The Ford F-150 Lightning gets quicker, or does it? And Lucid want to sell you a bi-directional charger for your garage wall. Those stories and a lot more coming up today. Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you're listening in the world. It's EV News Daily, your trusted source of EV information for Wednesday, 26th of October. My name is Martin Lee, and I go through every EV story, so you don't have to. The podcast this month is sponsored by And Charge, the new app in the UK. And they want to hear from you next time you're charging. This week, they have launched with Ionity Chargers. Answer five quick questions about the location you're at. You get paid 10 kilometers in rewards per station and 60 kilometers gets redeemed for five quid to spend on amazon or solve six of those challenges uh, for five pounds octopus voucher that's right for any challenge you solve ionity even if the charge is working perfectly or if it's faulty you can report what needs a fix download the and charge app now we'll kick off with news about gm reporting revenue and income surging the automaker that is behind chevrolet buick gmc and caddy uh, reports a 15 billion dollar gain in revenue to 42 billion dollars compared to the same quarter a year ago things are on the up for general motors they can credit their gains to a boost in us new vehicle sales they continue to stick to their strategy of prioritizing big vehicles large suvs and obviously pickup trucks as well in the u.s because they are profitable for them Uh, gm continues to roll out new evs like the hummer and the cadillac lyric the hummer suv comes to the market uh, early next year in 2024 there'll be the blazer ev and the equinox ev suvs in terms of the trucks there'll be the silverado ev and the gmc sierra ev so busy times at gm now they will be able to meet all requirements within three years for buyers of EVs to get the full federal tax credit. Great news that $7,500 is coming back from the 1st of January. Not great news that many people won't be able to claim it. Well, under the Inflation Reduction Act, uh, EVs must be assembled in North America, no problem for GM, and contain batteries made from raw materials sourced where the US has a free trade agreement bit problematic. Uh, Mary Barra, the CEO, says the GM has been working on the battery materials and supply contracts side. Uh, She says, we think we're going to be eligible for the half of it, $3,750 initially, and we'll ramp to have the full qualification within two to three years. That's the $7,500 off all of their vehicles once I think they get the composition of their batteries and where all of those different parts in the supply chain come from, a.k.a. the non-China rule. Moving on, headline story, Lotus have revealed the Electra. Starting about $85,000, that's €95,000, but stay with me. It's a heck of a vehicle. And I have a really soft spot for Lotus because I'm a Norfolk lad. If I spoke with my normal accent, I'd speak like that. All my friends from where I grew up spoke like that in Norfolk. And so, I mean, not everyone, but really, that is the Norfolk accent. All right, boy. So I have a soft spot for Lotus. They're based in Hethel, an East Anglian company. Uh, no, I don't sound like I'm from there, but I, I, I spent many years getting rid of the accent. 
Hence why I sound like this. Uh, Lotus has revealed the more details of the Electra. Three trim levels, same battery for all of them, 112 kilowatt hours, 905 horsepowers. What? Uh, You get the R model. And so that has 603 horsepower, two-speed gearbox, like the Taycan. Hmm. And the R's peak output is 905 horsepower as a peak, I would say. Uh, It does 2.9 seconds, 0 to 60. Yes, it's an SUV, 165 miles an hour. I think the styling looks incredible. I love the look of this thing. Like I say, I am biased. I love Lotus. Some people I've heard saying it was like a a kind of big Kia EV6 on stilts, but for, you know, triple the price. I I understand where they're coming from. There are some design similarities. It'll go 373 miles on a full charge on the 20-inch wheels, but a little bit less on the 22s. And if you go for the top level, our version uh, that uh, lowers the range a little bit. It'll be made in China, actually, in Wuhan, and all versions have things like adaptive dampers, air sprung suspensions. So you've got variable ride height on that anti active anti roll as well. So full of technology. Lotus is all about performance. Yeah, if you go back to the Colin Chapman days, it's about adding lightness. And no, you can't do that with you know a two or two and a half ton SUV that's got a big old battery in. So. Purists will probably be upset, but listen, it's owned by Geely these days, big Chinese company, and if it secures the future of that company, if it means they can sell a bunch of electric cars and also make some really fun two-seater lightweight sports cars because the company's in rude health, where's the problem? Now, it does start, like I say, $85,000, about um, €95,000, that's £89,000 of your UK pounds, please. Really high-tech, wireless phone charging, 12-way adjustable seats, uh, obviously all the climate control you need for each of the four seats, front and back, 15-inch OLED centre screen, and Five seats are standard, but you can opt for the four seats. And I think that might be more popular in China, where people perhaps get driven a little bit more. The four-seat version uh, will have, as in the two captain's chairs, in the back, which could be an option many people want. Uh, It'll go up to £120,000 for the R version. That's €150,000 in Germany. That does add track mode as well for the R version. That lowers the ride height, more performance damping setting, more anti-roll control. And uh, it also got got funky things like active grill to improve the aero, launch control and what have you. So look, it's the new Lotus. Uh, They've got a range of electric vehicles coming out. This one's called the Electra. And I absolutely love, absolutely love Lotus. And I really hope that that translates around the world. Because for many people, Lotus won't mean a lot to some people. But listen, I mean, if you've got 150 grand to spend, you probably know, you probably know cars and you probably know Lotus, I'm guessing. But we'll wait and see. Now, Tesla is doubling its Model Y output in Germany uh, since the summer. Outputs of the Model Y is increasing and is now exceeding 2,000 Model Ys a week. This is a story that I bought you a little while ago, but it's now been corroborated by Automotive News Europe, the industry publication. It leaves Tesla short of their target. They say they want to produce 500,000 vehicles a year from that plant, and they're not there yet, doing 2,000 a week. But uh, they're building the battery factory still. However, Automotive 
Automotive News also point out that because of the US tax incentives, uh, then Tesla have prioritised building the batteries in Austin, Texas. Ford's F-150 Lightning now goes 0-60 under four seconds. Uh, the time has been updated. Ford didn't list the exact time with the extended range battery, though they said it's less than four seconds. That is quicker than many performance cars. That's quicker than some... That, that's quicker like, than like a Lamborghini Countach that would have been on my bedroom wall growing up. That's just it, for a truck. It's utterly bonkers, isn't it? Um, Ford has previously estimated uh, that the time would be around four and a half seconds, says Teslarati.com. The upgraded time only applies to vehicles with a big battery. But listen, it's not quite that simple. So the CEO of Ford, Jim Farley, tweeted the 0-60 speed, so not not, not to 62, which is 100Ks, but the 0-60 mile an hour speed uh, is now under four seconds. It's lightning fast. Pardon the pun. Uh, That's what the CEO said. Then he had a bunch of questions to his tweet, and he had to then do a follow-up tweet that said, uh, this is just confirming official numbers on existing vehicles. We had targeted mid-four seconds. So actually, although all of the kind of news outlets ran with the story earlier today, ah, the Ford F-150 Lightning's got quicker, that we presume that means a software update is coming. It doesn't mean any of that. If you've got a Ford F-150 Lightning, you're not getting a software update. You're not getting a quicker truck. It just means your truck does that already. But Ford has, I think, officially changed their timing on it, I think. So the truck hasn't got quicker. But now you've got bragging rights to say, well, it always did do under four, but now it's officially under four. I mean... I think that's how it's working. Uh, Lucid are next in the news. And Lucid announced the new at-home charging station. So if you've got yourself a Lucid Air, and I'm guessing not many people who listen to this podcast have, because not many people have a Lucid Air, uh, there is now a Lucid wall box, which you can get to go along with it to perfectly accessorize your new car. You can get, but get this, the, the home wall box will deliver 19.2 kilowatts of power. And because the Lucid Air will do, well, my friend Tom Malogany from State of Charge YouTube channel, he did 500 miles on a single charge. Wow. Uh, he averaged 4.3 miles per kilowatt hour on that drive. And so, yeah, at that rate of, of 19.2 kilowatt home charger, you're adding 80 miles an hour. That's faster than some cars' DC fast charge. I mean, not very good ones, but still. That's amazing. From your home wall box. Now, it costs $1,200, has a 24-foot cable, it's Wi-Fi enabled, it's hardware ready for bi-directional. It's not like the Ford charger. Uh, Ford Pro is also 19.2 kilowatts, the Charge Station Pro, rather, that is bidirectional already at launch. Uh, the bidirectional feature from Lucid, they say, will be enabled, enabled in the future, right? Coming up on the podcast soon, we'll talk about uh, Jim Carner going electric. And one of the charging companies in the US has been rescued, uh, in the UK, has been rescued from administration. Very good news. Stick around, those stories and more coming up. Now, let's talk. Uh, Tritium, maker of DC fast chargers, uh, they are going to be supplying DC America for a rollout. The two companies are coming together to do a US-wide 
federally funded EV charging network. Uh, the website Electrek asked Tritium what the rollout plan means in the time scale, and they replied with this quote. In regards to the Tritium partnership with DC America, they've executed a major investment to facilitate our ability to provide DC fast charging stations. We have pre-purchased a considerable stocking order of chargers that we anticipate receiving in the first half of 2023. So that's great news. New charging network for the US. Some of that federal money starting to work its way through to actual charges in the ground, hopefully in the beginning of the year. Now, let's talk about uh, Jim Carner. That would be Ken Block. And his Jim Carner 10 video has had something like 40 million views, something silly. Uh, But that is three or four years old now. And of course, that was with Ford since then. He has left that relationship. He signed on with Audi, so you won't be surprised to hear that for the 11th Jim Carner video, uh, he is now driving electric. He's drifting and spinning and smoking and jumping and doing things that shouldn't be possible with cars around famous landmarks of Las Vegas. Now, the sounds are very different, and I've talked about this a lot with electric motorsport. I hate. I'm Mr. EV. Yeah, I, you know, I couldn't love EVs more. When it comes to motorsport, there is something missing. I know, I'm sorry, take away my EV card. <laughs> but but there is. And with with like Jim Carner, with Ken Block, you know, it's smoke and it's noise and it's drama. And there's something about the engines that add to that. Now, they have added, like, I think some sound effects to this video, not not over the top, but I think they have made it more. It kind of needs some more music, some pumping music in the background, because you know, an, an, an electric motor does just—it sounds like an electric motor. And so, if you watch what he's doing with this car, it's silly, right? He is—he's making this. It just dances around Las Vegas in, obviously, a load of smoke and all those kind of things because he's just, I think at one point the dash reads 130 miles an hour and he's kind of going sideways, this massive four-wheel drift. Anyway, it's an 800-volt system. We don't know how much power goes to uh, the wheels. We know it'd be an all-wheel drive system from Audi, uh, what with their Quattro Heritage. I'll pop a link to that video in the show notes. It's only like uh, eight or nine minutes long. I've watched it a couple of times and it's mesmerizing. What he what he's doing with this just so much talk available under his right foot. Now, Bosch yesterday announced that they will start EV motor production at their Charleston, South Carolina facility with expansion plans already in place. Production began earlier this month in the location of EV motors, the assembly area for rotors and stators, the main components, and the final assembly as well. Bosch plans to add 75,000 square feet to the building and is spending $260 million on that. A spokesperson would confirm to Green Car Reports that the initial production of Bosch EV motors will be supplied to Rivian, but wouldn't say about any more people they're supplying. Uh, They said that they can make motors in Charleston from 50 kilowatts to 500 kilowatts and up to 850-volt architectures. Now, there's been some sad news in the UK over the last couple of weeks, and that is the charger business Anderson EV. I know Anderson for making these really, really stylish chargers. I mean... Wallboxes, not the company Wallbox, but generally home EVSEs, home EV chargers, more often than not, 
are a lump of plastic with a screen on. Sometimes no screen, sometimes a colour screen, sometimes... They're not the nicest thing to look at. The Anderson EV chargers were beautiful. And if I didn't have the Zappi My Energy product because of uh, solar and blah, 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 I would have had an Anderson because they look so good. But they couldn't make the business work and they went into administration. And now the home EV charging manufacturer, Evios, or Evios, I think it's Evios, I say it, um, has bought them. And so the two brands will coexist. They'll keep Anderson as a brand name, but they'll keep Evios as well, which is brilliant, brilliant, brilliant news, especially for those customers that bought those chargers and were wondering, well, that's all my customer support gone. What about all the cloud services and the app and all those kind of things? Uh, That all gets moved to Evios's headquarters in Bedfordshire, and installations will continue uh, by Evios's installation team. They will fully support all of the existing Anderson customers, and that includes the app. It's called, it was the Connect Plus app, and... Evios was launched earlier this year by April. I've interviewed David Martell. He's the former CEO of Chargemaster for this podcast. He had a, I had a fascinating chat with him earlier this year. Uh, he sold that business to BP back in 2018. Um, that's what became BP Pulse, by the way. And he's raised, raised some money for his new company, Evios. Uh, they're making char- home chargers. And, and when he was showing me around the home chargers, we haven't talked a lot about them, actually, but they're really good. Beautiful colour screen on them. Uh, he did believe quite strongly in having a beautiful colour screen rather than just it all being in the app. Um, but lots of really clever functionality. We should talk about them more, actually. Maybe I'd do another a little special show on that now. The average lead time for a new EV in the UK is eight months. Customers looking to place an order now will wait for an average of 35 weeks for their new car. That's up 3.1% from the same time last year. The cars facing the biggest increase are Vauxhall and Kia. The Nero EV is a nine-month wait on delivery. That's up four and a half months uh, from last August. The Corsary and the Mockery have big wait times now. At the luxury end, Porsche Taycan, some specs of the Taycan, 18 months out. The Model Y and the Zoe are comparatively low, with 4 to 12 weeks. The shortest waiting times are for the MGs, MG4, MG5. I popped into MG Hendy in Poole last, hmm, Saturday, was it? I think it was at the weekend, and um, I had a look at the MG Four, by the way, the new little golf-sized car. That's really nice. And I had a look at the base spec as well. Um, it Not even the trophy model. Really nice, by the way. Um, and I was talking to my friends down there, because I bought. that's where I bought the Mighty Mighty ZS EV from a year ago. And I and they said, look, some some dealers ordered a lot of stock, and you could probably get them a little bit quicker. Uh, but Hendy and Pool were, I think, twelve to sixteen weeks away. But there's two ships arriving before Christmas, and they said, look, depending on what spec you want, we might get you one quicker. Um, my wife vetoed it though; she just didn't like the form factor, uh, which is strange because we've owned two golfs, and it's it's basically a golf, um, but with some funky styling uh but she's just super into crossovers now and just wants the kind of raised driving position and that's fine because she actually i work from home she drives more than i do so i I tend to drive more uh, the long distances if we do road trips because i love driving um but she spends all day looking after our little man and ferrying him around so uh it's more her car than mine so the replacement to the mighty mighty mg zsev 
will be something probably of her choice more than mine. Now, let's talk about the massive climate law that Joe Biden signed back in August. $3 billion for the US Postal Service to buy electric postal delivery vehicles and the infrastructure to charge them. And uh, the latest development in the ongoing feud between the US Postal Service and its critics who accuse the agency of dragging their feet on buying low emissions vehicles. The Postal Service won't even say whether they welcome this $3 billion, um, nor have they offered any details about how they'll use this new $3 billion, prompting question marks about, hang on, you just got given $3 billion and you didn't even issue a press release about saying, oh, we welcome it. Thank you, Biden. The attorney at Earth Justice, who are representing the environmentalists suing the US Postal Service over their decision previously to buy combustion vehicles, um, said that the Postmaster General uh, might even try and use the funds to meet electric vehicle, uh, electric vehicle commitments. The agency had already said that they were going to meet. The chair of the House Oversight and Reform Committee as well uh, is pressing them for answers on how they plan to spend the $3 billion. Uh, the deadline was October 25th, so we'll wait and see if they actually answered that. Uh, the US Postal Service is an independent agency, but hasn't always seen eye to eye with the Biden administration, and they're not even openly recognising the $3 billion they've been given to buy electric uh, postal delivery vans. It's almost like they sort of their heart is set on combustion vans. And then when they're like, no, we can't buy, there's no electric vans we can buy, which is BS. There's loads of electric vans on the market now, let alone the ones that are coming. There's no electric vans, so we had to buy petrol ones. And then so the government went, okay, well, here's $3 billion then buy a load of electric vans and some chargers. Uh, And they were like, okay. (laughs) It's so, it's so weird. And finally today, over the past decade, Hundreds of thousands of households have been volunteering their own information to share with the non-profit organisation Beacon Street. Uh, And they uh, offer access to information about how they use air conditioners and appliances and rooftop solar and things like that. And now EVs, of course. A growing number of utilities are enlisting customers into charging programmes that manage time-based charging to do it overnight when the grid is less busy. And according to this particular research outfit, they say that fortunately vehicles don't care about having their charging delayed by a few hours. So if it's 10pm or 1am, the vehicle doesn't care. For the most part, EVs aren't actually consuming that much electricity. Really interesting data points that, that they managed to get. They said that most EVs actually get charged frequently and in small amounts. The percentage of charging sessions exceeding 20 kilowatt hours in any one go has grown over time, but... 70% of charging sessions use less than 10 kilowatt hours. And that is pretty much how we charge. How about you? Certainly for us, we tend to run our vehicles between 60 and 80% or maybe 70 and 90%. I very rarely go to 100 just for battery health, although I probably could in the MG, the mighty, mighty MG. I don't know. Um, I know that um, some vehicles even insist on it you know, for battery health and balancing. But um, we we don't keep ours at 100%, but we don't run them pretty low. And so, personally, I would back that up. Uh, The research indicates that the about three quarters of US homes, that's 48 million homes, need some sort of upgrade to their electricity panel if they are going to completely make the switch and go fossil free over the next few decades from everything from heat pumps to home heating and all your home appliances as well. 
And that's your podcast for today. Thanks for listening. Uh, thanks to everyone on Patreon who supports the show, especially our Patreon premium partners, Phil Roberts of Electric Future, Brad Crosby, Porsche of the Village of Cincinnati, Audi of Cincinnati East, Volvo Cars of Cincinnati East, National Car Charging on the US mainland and Aloha Charge in Hawaii. Derek Riley has his brilliant EV Review Island YouTube channel. Richard at rsev.co.uk for buying and selling EVs in the UK. Octopus Electric Universe, global public charging made simple with one app and one map. And millbrookcottages.co.uk, five-star luxury cottages in Devon, where you can jump in the hot tub while your EV charges. Have a good and see you tomorrow. And remember, there is no such thing as a self-charging hybrid. <laughs>